What up, guys? Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I am here today with a very special guest, one of the best filmmakers of our generation, <laughs> Jacob Owens. How's it going, man? Thank you. Good, man. Great. That was, great? Quite, that was quite the intro. Yeah. No, honestly, it's how I feel, though. You really are. Thank I mean, you. you're a humble guy. You probably never admit it, but Jacob Owens, one of the best filmmakers of our generation. <laughs> Just change your Instagram bio to that. Yeah, I'd probably get a lot of hate if I did that. <laughs> How you been, man? Good, man. I've been really good. Yeah? Yeah. It's funny because uh, we've known each other for so long. So yeah. we met through Futuristic. Yeah. And um, one of my best memories and probably the most time that we've ever spent together was when I came out to L.A. for two weeks. Yeah. And, and I filmed all, all of the music videos for Ernie's album. Yeah. Those, what was the... I don't even remember all the titles of them now. The oh, one dude. I remember most. The drive through maybe? The one I remember most was like, yeah, the, like the fast food one. That was that one, Burger King? Yeah, that Burger was Burger King? King, McDonald's, and Taco Bell. Yeah. And then my favorite personally was Make It Far. That was what oh, we was that the when we went on the with mountains? all the models. And then, no, that was Dreamers. Oh, Dreamers. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we did a lot. It, we, did, we did a lot. We did five music videos, and uh, most people don't even know that I made an album. That was almost five years ago. That's in, crazy. in April, it'll be five years. It's crazy how fast it goes. Like, looking back, yeah, especially those Facebook, like, you know, notifications like, uh -huh. oh, this happened four yeah, years when ago. It pops your mind, up, you're like, oh my God. It's crazy. Like, so I'm yeah. thinking of doing uh, another album possibly for the five year anniversary. That'd be cool. I got er it. Ernie, <laughs> Ernie's coming back. Um, I'm not sure. No. Every, everyone's been asking where Ernie is. And to be honest, I have no idea. I haven't seen Ernie in gotcha. probably two years. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just drift apart. Yeah. So. so maybe we'll find him one day. Maybe he is no longer living. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> there's there's actually going to be a documentary coming out about that. That'd but be crazy. Um, I like to start off the podcast with a trivia question okay so in this Last state night. of california you should know this considering you've you've lived there for a while it is illegal to buy a mousetrap without what i should know that based on living in california <laughs> <laughs> illegal to buy a mousetrap without wearing a blouse <laughs> that's like one of the old laws like yeah, from way back yeah, in the day no without a hunting license okay Oh, okay, that which, makes sense. It's, which, it's absolutely like absurd, but but there's with it being California. Some of those like, some of those laws though are like you can't cross the street unless you're holding your grandma's hand. Like, yeah, where it exactly. just makes absolutely no <laughs> sense, and that one actually yeah. kind of makes a hunting sense license. In a way. So for so, those yeah. of you in California, don't go breaking laws. Make sure to get your hunting license if you're going to buy a mouse trap. Crazy. Um, so Jacob, <laughs> I mean, I know I introduced you as the one of the best filmmakers of our generation, but really you're not just a filmmaker. You, you do it all. And that's what we were kind of talking about right. before uh, the show started here. You, you do film, you do, I just saw on Instagram, you started some sort of coffee company. You have a lens company, you do production studios. You're really like the definition yeah. of an entrepreneur. So tell me a little about like your entrepreneurship journey and like all the different things that you're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, it started like the easiest way to put it, I think is like growing up, I was always creating a bunch of different stuff. And that's how I look at it today is like, I just like creating a bunch of different stuff. Right. So like growing up, I was always like making board games. I'd make my own magazine for the neighborhood kids. We'd play, really? we'd play wiffle ball and keep stats. And I'd made my own like sports illustrated magazine. No and way. Like we made like monster movies and we would make like, like, like these 
I don't know, arts and crafts stuff all the time. We would, we were just always, I was always just making stuff. And so I think that just kind of carried over into, like I would draw my own shoe line and like I no drew way. my, I drew my own golf course. I would paint like, so I was just always making stuff. It's and I think creative that, person. yeah, I think that just carried over and like, I just like creating and making stuff. So when I became an adult, you know, I would just like, all right, what could I build and create? Cool. Done. Did that. Mm-hmm. Now what else could I do? And so I think that's just kind of how I looked at it. But it started off with the film stuff. And how old were you made, when you started the film? Stuff? Well, I was always making videos and movies with my little brother and neighborhood kids and it's whatnot. Exactly so, how it was with me. Right. So you're just, th- I think it just, you know, that's where it kind of starts and you, you carry over. And then, but like it was in high school, college where I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'll make videos. And then when I made a successful career for myself out of like making, you know, music videos and, you know, running a production company, then it was like, okay, now I can do all this other stuff that I have ideas for and I want to do. And that's where now it's broken off into Uh a bunch of different things. Isn't it funny when you become very successful at one thing, you realize, wow, I can actually take this formula and do apply it anywhere it, yeah, because when you're, when you're on your your journey to success for like the first time in anything it's like man like you know everyone says that if you work hard enough you can be successful right. and so on and so forth but you never really know until you get there and once right. you get there you develop that confidence where you're like wow right. it is actually true confidence and just i think a little bit of knowledge and understanding of what it takes to like make something successful mm-hmm. and you know and so then you apply you know, that kind of same knowledge and intuition into the the other stuff that you're doing, you know, I'm sure just like you're doing a, a million right. different things. But I, I bet the same thing for you early on, it was like you went full blast at that one thing. And then it was like, oh, and now I can do this and mm-hmm. this. Exactly. But you don't early on, you don't you're not spreading yourself across 10 different things. You're focusing on that one thing. And once you've made it in that one thing, now you can, yeah, kind of just, you know, go from there and branch off from yep. there. So do, do you. Okay, this is kind of interesting because I feel sometimes that I miss like when I was just doing that one thing as opposed to having a million different things going at once. Which do you prefer? I feel that that too. Uh, I was just thinking that literally we were in downtown Phoenix today um, picking up my marriage license actually. Congratulations. Getting married soon. But we were picking that up and so much of what I did early on was in and around downtown Phoenix, like filming so many videos Mm -hmm. and photo shoots and whatever. And there was this moment of like, man, like I miss just, just that focusing on that one thing, that videos and grinding and making something of myself. And no, that those, those feelings come, come back all the time. I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's it's nice to have so many things because you feel like more secure, right? You know, like, okay, I have this one thing. If it fails, you know, I have nine other things going, especially like getting married and having a family. That's really important. Important. Right. But also when you have just one thing, you know, the quality of just that one thing could be so much better. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, and going back to that security thing, like I think that that's like a huge motivation for me to just like, you know, I've seen at the highest level um, people who are great at that one thing and that one thing stops and it's Mm -hmm. like then you have kind of nothing and you got to figure out, okay, what do I do now? And so always like one, I've just like, I just in general like to create and I find fulfillment in doing all those different things. But also there's that other backup part. It's like, okay, if I build all these multiple things and 
that one thing stops because eventually it probably will. There, eventually, there, you know what I mean? You know, it, all great things have to come to an at end. some point. So then to have those other things that are also now successful, like you're still good. And so, mm-hmm. especially if you're moving forward and you're getting older and you want to start a family or you're just thinking about, you know, your future in retirement or just whatever, it's just, it's definitely something that I think you have to think about or, Absolutely. you know what I mean? And not completely neglect and be ignorant to think like, oh yeah, this one thing I'm going to do is going to pop forever and that's <laughs> right. it. Like, cause it's just not going to happen. And it's nice too, even though it is more stressful and, and it is harder. Right. I also, uh, I love a challenge and I right. feel like you're the same way. So right. it, while it's more stressful in the long run, it feels better if you can get all these things to be successful and they're not all going to be successful. Right. A lot of what we do as entrepreneurs, we fail. Right. Um, but that is another step closer to getting you towards success in every right. way. So, um, no, yeah, that, no, I, I respect it, man. So tell me a little bit yeah. more about the coffee thing. Cause that's something I just saw the other day. Yeah. So I just kind of like soft announced it in a way, uh, I love coffee. I as, do too. I'm a big as, coffee guy. As most people <laughs> do. Um, and so it's funny though. I didn't even have my first cup of coffee until I was 25. No my, way. Because I was living, I never drank it. I never, my family didn't really drink it. Um, and it was just never something that was like a part of our family's lives. And so I just never drank it in college. Never. I don't know if I ever even had a cup. It was just wasn't a thing. And when I was living with my friend, David Morris, uh, who's an artist in LA. This is we're filming awesome. with them this week. Oh, really? Yeah, no way. What are you guys filming? Um, we're filming. So as you know, he's been doing, you know, the country rap right, and type right. stuff. So, so you're going to do like a country rapper, right? Uh, like in the hood and one on Venice. It's nice. Gonna, it's going to pop. It. I think. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's one of my good friends and one of the first people I met early on that like I built with when I was trying to make music videos and grow, grow a following. Did he go everything. to ASU? And no. Okay. No, he, he how, went how to West Virginia. Him? I just met through, because I had done videos for Futuristic, SK, Samson, and I, I kind of built up those little uh, reels or work that I had put together in a right. reel. And someone was like, yo, this is one of my favorite artists. You should sh- do a video for him. And I literally just Facebook like messaged him my reel and was just like, he was doing videos with this guy, Rex Arrow. And I was like, I literally- Okay, Rex Arrow did Rex uh, Arrow. Mac, Mac Miller, Miller stuff. stuff. He did yeah, all yeah. Mac Miller stuff. And I, I sent him a message on Facebook and I was just like, yo- I can make you better videos for cheaper. <laughs> like, he was just like, he saw my reel and he's like, dude, this, sure. oh, and Kyle, Kyle was yes, the other one who uh, was on there. Duper super Kyle. Duper Kyle. And so he saw that he flew to Arizona, we shot a video and then we just instantly became friends and he was just like, yo, you're dope. Like, and so we just, I shot all his videos from there on out. We wow. just became really good friends. He's one of the groomsmen in my wedding. That's awesome. And, uh, we, uh, just, yeah, ended up becoming really good friends and I ended up living with him for like two years in LA. But anyways, crazy how um, that stuff works out yeah yeah so i don't know why oh the coffee yeah. beans right uh, yes <laughs> off the tangent. so he drinks coffee like crazy and like every morning he'd make this huge pitcher and he would just all like, well, french press no he would just generic folders okay, like okay. but he, he always because he drinks so much he'd just do a huge huge thing and he'd always be like you want some i'd be like no i'm cool and then you want some every, every day, morning every, every and then finally yes and then finally i was just like all right Fine. Yeah, I'll have one, and I drank just it. Just if you shut the fuck up. Yeah, and it just <laughs> it just became a, a habit after that every morning because it was just per, so. What, it was just what ready do you think of me. that first cup? Where you're like, wow, this shit is. No, fire, I remember just like, being like, sure. no, I just remember being like, oh man, like okay, <laughs> like because it's not like the taste was just like no, anytime it's more you first the have feeling, and yeah. then once you have the feeling, you, you enjoy right. the taste because you're like, right. oh, it's that good shit. But anything. <laughs> 
anything that like I, I feel like I do I branch out wise is somewhat tied to like filmmaking in a way business related wise and coffee is just part of my creative process if yeah. I go to edit a video if I go to like all filmmakers and creators when you're on set it's just coffee everywhere right. on film sets like that's just it's a part of that industry and so I drink it it's a part of just the the industry and I was like it'd be cool to kind of have my own coffee brand for you know more geared towards yeah. like creatives That's but sick. also wanted to use i wanted to do something in a way to like give back to like youth art youth arts programs and so i was like oh this would be like the perfect company or brand to like do like a 10 percent of all profits go to like local phoenix tempe youth That's art awesome. programs and so that was just kind of like the vision behind it and I've been, yeah, for like a year, just kind of planning so stuff with it. where so. do you, I saw you actually have the physical like beans. Yeah. And, so well, there's how a, do you go about doing that? Just found a roaster uh, locally. <laughs> just some roaster. Just, yeah, They're found a roaster. walking down the street, found this roaster. <laughs> Craigslist, like <laughs> like your, your moose. Um, <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I just found a roaster, local roaster, uh, that this company that will roast uh, beans and just kind of met with them. Where do they get the beans from? Them just all over the world like they just like venezuela yeah guatemala thailand costa rica everywhere and so like i gotta like sit with them and tell them which ones that like go through what i liked and oh do you want more of like a fruity roast or do you want like crazy caffeine levels yeah and so like the the different ways they can either wash the beans or they can like let them kind of like it's like air ferment and those have different caffeine levels the wash it actually washes out more of the caffeine versus the air dry and like stuff like that and so um, just, it was cool to like sit down and tell them what I wanted. And so working on coming out with two, two different types, one that's more geared towards like people who like iced cold brew kind of coffee and okay. people that like the hot stuff. So do you have a name gonna, for it yet? Uh, the brand as a whole is just going to be buff beans. Okay. Uh, go on, go <laughs> nice. On. Fuel for creative gains. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Jacob's, your filming business is buff, buff nerds, buff nerds media. So yeah, just kind of, again, going off of that, okay. uh, buff beans, buff and then beans. The it's, whole, it's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. And then the whole like slogan is just like fueling creative gains. Dude, that, that could actually be like a gym uh, pre-workout type coffee, oh, yeah. like buff beans. Buff beans, like yeah. You put that in. So you gym can gear it towards that. Yeah. You can gear it towards the creatives. You that's can sick. Everything. So that's uh, yeah, kind of a little thing we're working on on the side. It's it, not like my main focus right. or anything, but it's just one of those things. It's just like uh, another little thing. That so I'll what would you say your focus main focus on. is? <sighs> that's a good question <laughs> right now. It's just my main focus right now is honestly pretty just like evenly spread out amongst everything right now probably diversifying your income yeah pretty much that because like and like what would you say like i don't know if you had to narrow it down to your like top three to five revenue streams prism lens effects prison lens so that's the lens company that's you just started company. right yeah. how the hell do you Two start a lens company so random like we we're just one day me and tom or you know we're dps directors we always we always used to hold like different glass objects in front of our lens and stuff and then it was just like there's no way to mount this stuff you have to like hold it with your hand you can't fix it to your so lens what, what effect does that do putting a glass object just like just different cool colors light ref- and- no cool light ref- you know refractions and like bending of like ghosting of the subject in the frame duplications like like if i move a split diopter in front of lens there might be like two of you that kind of like blur and then so we used to always do that on like a lot of our music videos for like um the bone thugs and tank and um gosh what's the artist that zach really likes john bellion um and just like videos like that and even some of the kyle stuff and 
But one day we were just like, there's no way to like mount this stuff. Like if you wanted to take a prism for photography or video, like there's no way to mount it and you have to hold the glass. There's no mountable. And so we're just figuring out like, okay, how could you drill the glass without breaking it and install a mount and like mount it. And it just kind of started with a, a generic prism. And that's where we started when we launched two years ago with a, just a triangle mountable triangle prism with an arm and a handle so you could like not touch okay. the glass and smudge it or whatever you just hold it away and and then same thing with like a glass orb it started with that we launched and then it was always like the bigger picture was like to get into like filters that screw onto the front of your lenses and stuff wow. so um and you just kind of slowly over time we had a 300 square foot like shared workspace warehouse in la where we were just hand drilling these prisms and like That's doing all it and stuff and then we figured out we we found a company that could like mass produce them for us so we sent them like all the tom tom did a lot of the the communication with like the more like he's very like MacGy like film macgyver and so okay. he would just like he drew up the the drawings and the dimensions and all the specs and sent it to them and then they started like mass producing it for us and but yeah everything was just very we built filters by hand by like cracking glass and finding the special glass to glue it in, putting it in a UV oven that we had built that like hardened the glass so it wouldn't, it was just, it was crazy. It's weird to even that's think about that was only like two years ago, but that's how we started was just like hand making and like with this glass and this handmade UV oven and and then shipping it all out of there. It was just me, Tom and Chanel, that's my, my fiance. It was just three of us for like a year. And then all of a sudden like stuff just started taking off and like we got a, a double the size square footage, same workspace in that same building, just like 700 square feet instead of 300. And within four months of being there, it just like took off and we're like, all right, we got to figure something out. Like, and so we just closed that down and moved here. And now we have like yeah, a couple a lot, thousand square foot warehouse. And you get a lot more and, for your buck here yeah, too. Oh <laughs> yeah, we have, we have double, triple, two and a half times the square footage, bathrooms, kitchen, office, AC, light, like for our what, own building. one third the price? For probably. a third of the price, yeah. like, or something crazy like that. So it's, uh, yeah, plus now we, you know, have like a lot of our family, we've hired the, like different yeah, parts of the awesome. family to go in and work. And yeah, Chanel's mom's like our, email correspondence okay. correspondence her sister does heads up the shipping area and then brother-in-law um he he does a lot of the building and the gluing and, wow. and everything so yeah it's, it's a it's, full operation cool. yeah just from sticking glass in a fucking oven <laughs> yeah that's what people don't realize you got to start somewhere <laughs> yeah. you know you got to yeah. start somewhere and if you have a dream and a goal and believe in it you can turn it into yeah. anything so that's probably that's probably been the that, main that's the priority main for okay. the last i would say for the last year and, just and where do that. most of your sales come from is it through like just on your your yeah. buff nerds brand or is it like you doing like uh, social media marketing yeah like mainly how? social media like the the three main streams if i were to probably look it up on like the analytics are instagram facebook and uh just google and is that through the buff so. nerds or is that through just running advertisements it's a little bit of both. Obviously, like my channels have a lot of a pretty solid following from my personal brand to the buff nerds. And obviously through those, we're always like pushing and tagging prism lens effects, prism lens effects as our company, which right. is, it is like, yo, our company, new filter we just put out like, and then so Instagram's like huge for us. Um, but also like we do, yeah, a good amount of Facebook advertising just to, to get out to the people that have no idea who we are or whatever. So, so a quick um, word from our sponsor, Prism Lens Effects. <laughs> Make sure to check them out. Where's your website? Just prismlenseffects.com. So prismlenseffects.com. And also, guys, the new Man Cave Carhartt hoodies just came out. A little Man Cave Carhartt collab. We only got like a hundred of them, so just go to the dailydropout.com or dropoutgang.com. 
Dot-com and get your man cave hoodie. So that's the main revenue stream. What, yeah, what would that you was say a perfect opportunity for me to also drink the rest of that. So that was, <laughs> that was good timing. There you go. Yeah. Where, where are we at with number two? What else you got going on? Um, so Tropicolor, we've been doing that for three or four years. That's, that's just your like your production studio. No, that's more like the post editing effects and assets for like video editors and stuff. Trop- Tropic Color. Tropic Color. So we just make like different effects and overlays and and color presets and like animation effects and oh, stuff. I don't even that, know about this. Yeah. So we just do that. That's like for the post production side of stuff. Is that so you have like Prism. Final Cut and Adobe or, yeah, or both? Yeah. Yeah. For both. So it's like you have the Prism stuff. So it's like, hey, shoot your videos with our filters. Oh, then edit that video with our effects. Okay. So that's kind of the. How do you go about making that? Just like graphic, like generated effects? Graphic stuff? generated stuff. A lot of the stuff is like scanned in film. Like, so we'll shoot film, then get it process and scanned and then turn that into a digital asset that people can overlay on their footage and so that it's a mixture of both digitally created stuff out of a computer but also like hard tangible like film burns and grain and different things that we shoot that you can uh you know overlay or add to your video so super interesting yeah i kind of myriad how long you been doing that for that one's been like three three years 2017 end of 2016 starting that do you think that's kind of what got you to kind of spin off and start the lens company you're like if i'm already doing effects in one way i can do effects and pretty much i mean kind of not really i mean it was just i think the prism thing just spawned from like one day like just like we were using a piece of glass or prism or something it's like yo there's got to be a way to mount this and we looked tried to find something and there wasn't anything and so i was like aha i think that's where well i think that's where anything comes from like a good idea is like a problem that you have and there's no solution you're like okay i'm gonna make this like if i'm having this problem other people have to be having this problem and that's where i think a lot of like good ideas come from is yeah if you think there's something that doesn't exist or there is something that doesn't exist and you need it and then other people will probably need it too so so yeah those those two things tropicolor hasn't been as much a priority just because like prism lens effect doing that whole like you know building that kind of company up and then the huge move and getting the people in place. It's, it's, a, lot it's of, been a, that's yeah, a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. So, but it's fun too. I just like, I just like building stuff. Just like seeing, doing shit. There, you get such gratif- gratification in like things, seeing something go from yeah. nothing to creating. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's just like, it's just like creating a video from start to finish. Like, seeing that thing in its final product is just like so rewarding and it's like kind of the same thing, just a much longer and harder process and, making a video definitely but, but yeah so that's that, uh, that's awesome yeah. man. and then and then you got the film studio stuff yeah are, are you still doing that yeah that one's kind of been crazy because that's all been within like a year year and a half and so i mean so I was, like i said i was living with d and a couple other friends in la and we had a house but me and chanel were starting to get a lot more serious she's coming in town all the time and like she, we're in this tiny room in a house with like five guys. And it was like, I had enough money to buy a house anyway. So it was just like, all right. It kind of looked at it as like, I wanted to open up a film space, but also like, this is a perfect opportunity for us to get our own space that then we can like, yeah, rent out for people to shoot in or whatever. So you were living in it and then you had a bunch of rooms where people could film as well? Yeah. So technically I bought the house in LA, but with the mindset of like, I'm going to, we're going to decorate this to be like a place people want to come so shoot smart it because and you're you're filming stuff all the time you're probably renting right. your own studio i use like, i use my stuff my I, stuff all the time i can pay the mortgage just off the saving the money yeah, from this one all video. these shoots yeah yeah so yeah we 
bought the house, turned it into like a 70, that so 70s kind of show where it's just like vintage. And just cause like vintage stuff is pretty hot right now. And, and I just know a lot of being in the industry. I know that's like a look that everyone's going for. And but doing it, I was just like, dude, what if nobody wants to Yeah, your to house shoot here? is just decorated I'm, like this. <laughs> I'm spending all this money, time, and energy to buy this place, build it out to be this throwback 70s spot, and no one shoots here. Yeah, right. That was like the just gonna have to turn it into like a disco pad or yeah, something. Just, but no, that's, it, that's part of it, it man. Yeah, that's part no, of the process. Taking, yeah, the taking those risks. And so that that popped off and started doing so well. And as a like in it, we were headed, me and Chanel were headed to a, like a flea market. And as a joke, she was just kind of like, honeymoon's been, it's called honeymoon hideout. She's like, honeymoon's been doing so well. We should get another one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> and uh, in the car on the way to the flea market, I just was like on Zillow. And I knew I always wanted like a desert film ranch location. So I just went out to the, like the desert and I just started like pinching and zooming around and changing parameters. And within that drive, I found the spot that I was like, I was like, Chanel, this is it. And she's like, I was. I was joking. Like, I'm not Dude, serious. That sounds like me and my and, wife. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like, don't, don't joke about that stuff. I'll <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I literally called and I was like, Hey, uh, can I like set up a time to come see this place? Like super interested in it. And so I went and saw it. It was the weekend. It was like Saturday. So I went and saw it Monday and then I put it in an offer Tuesday and I had it within the week. Like it went so fast, and but you're like Chanel, no more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But same thing with that. Like it was an hour and a half outside of LA. I was like, what if no one wants to shoot here? I had big plans and visions for it. I already knew though. My, the, the thing I kind of, kind of always go back to is if I would want to shoot here, I know other people would want to shoot here. And so right. that was kind of my main thing going through like, okay, no, I know I would want to shoot stuff here. So I would use this. So I know other people want to use it. And so the eclectic West was born and, and that's been another spot. And then after that, my buddy, Tom, who's my business partner in like prism and tropic and all this stuff was just like, yo, I want to open a spot with you. And so then we did the barracks warehouse. Then we just got this other studio and now I'm working on one with Zach. Um, in Arizona Mills. So you work so on that's five just, film studios. Yeah. Yeah. Chanel, Sheesh. Chanel, Chanel does all the, uh, cause I wouldn't be able to all handle booking, all that. She does the all booking. the like bookings, peer space and stuff. But yeah, right now I think we have, we have four going on. What will be five? Yeah. But that's all been within the last year and Holy a half. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause I bought honeymoon last January, February, like February, March. Last March, so yeah, it's been about like a year and a half or so. so. Jacob Owens killing it in the <laughs> film and media space, dude. Congratulations yeah, on yeah, that. That's huge. Thank you, dude. You've yeah. been on the space for so long now. Like, what are some of the your favorite people and like some of the coolest artists that you've worked with? Because I know you've worked with just about everybody. Cool. Um, shoot, that's tough. I mean, like I've, coolest and like the biggest. Biggest. I mean, I've shot and done stuff with like. I guess like Chris Brown and Tyga and, and, um, who else? And, and then, then it's tough too. Technically, like because of the people that shoot at my properties, like I built that place, decorate it. So I, technically I would be like an art department on that music video. You could consider that me working with that artist uh -huh. or that team. And that there's been like Khalid and a bunch of other big, you know, people like that, that have shot at all these locations from little dirt, you know, just, there's so many different names. So, but, I haven't worked like directly with those right. people. They've just come and shot at the spaces I've created. So there's that. But um, as far as like my favorite people, probably Kyle and Futuristic, just because 
like they're such good homies and it's just so easy and fun to work with them. A lot of times in the industry, you get people that are so like absorbed and absorbed, egotistical. And there's like, you don't even necessarily work with them directly. You're like, you have to talk through all these people. There's a bunch of walls up. Yeah. And so like, I just remember, I mean, I don't want to speak too, too, too ill on anyone, but like, you know, for the, the Kyle and Tyga video we did, um, he was featured on it and we had to wait like four or five hours for, for Tyga. And then, I had to like talk to his manager who his manager would talk to him and relay information back oh to me. Oh my God, it's like and talking to the president It's or like something. the, like the, you know, that telephone yeah. game where you like <laughs> through all the chain and then it comes it's back like around. It takes so, so much time to just, do that. So a lot of, a lot of like the bigger like stars and artists can be like that. And so sometimes it can suck the fun out a little bit just cause you're so like a lot of. It's a big waiting game. Yeah. But like Kyle, we've been friends since the beginning. So like collaborating with him is always just like so much fun. And he's just such a nice, genuine guy. And same thing. You keep in touch with him a lot. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. So you just shot something with him, right? Yeah. We shot, I shot like four, three or four videos off of his new album. The new album that came out, what, like two months ago? Yeah. There was what it is, the money now, uh, bouncing. Yeah. And he really took off. That's awesome that you've been working with him from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, from the beginning and what actually, yeah, I mean, he got signed early on after like a bunch of the videos we had done. They saw a lot of those videos. Who signed, you know, signed Indie Pop. Okay. And now I think he's with Atlantic. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's cool to see just someone from his side in the industry make it. And then you have Futuristic also who who's made it, but he's is in the, the complete opposite lane and just thing. independent. And like, so it's cool to see people that you've come up with just rise with you you know what i mean so, yeah yeah that's awesome man. so yeah yeah going back though grinding grinding hard with him and shoot well shoot how he popped off on the independent spaces that then the, the nerd raps the nerd that's raps what, that we did yeah that's so true and what's funny though is like that video you guys did the nerd raps in compton the video that he actually is rapping in that he had this whole other idea for the video and it completely fell apart and then that day of, I was like, why don't we just shoot it like it's the like the video you and Dawes uh-huh. did where you're just going around rapping to people. And then it's like it completely like it's like the same kind it's of like thing. It's like version of the prank. Right. It's just like more the music video skit version of like what the actual prank was. And it was just like, OK, we did it. And that one's the one that did the craziest numbers that we had ever done or did. And like so, 30 million or something. Yeah. And so but that was I mean, that's when and I remember he was so like. I think we were both kind of disappointed, like, oh, it's not, you know, you, I think you get stuck sometimes when something doesn't happen the way you thought or envisioned or wanted, right. and then it's like, oh, it's so, but sometimes everything can be, or, you know, things can be a blessing in disguise, and I think ultimately us doing it that way, like the prank video was, is what made it what it was, because I, I think agree. if we would have done it the, the other way that he wanted to do with, that had no kind of relation to the 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 skit or the or the the prank. My bad. Um, I don't think it. Yeah, that don't song call it a skit, bro. My, <laughs> my bad. It was, it was all set up. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's so, awesome. Man. I was there. No, that that's it's crazy because that was like what five or six years ago, and time yeah. has just flown by, and we're yeah. all still doing like similar stuff, but different stuff and more yeah. business stuff. So it's really cool to see all of that. Uh, someone that's been. So you, for instance, have been so successful in the space. You went to college uh, for film at ASU, right? Right. Do you recommend... I didn't drop out. You didn't drop out? No. Okay. Um, then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> for someone that's coming up as a young uh, filmmaker, do you think that they should be going to college or do you think it's something that they should Ooh. be trying to learn on their own? That's tough because I've seen 
I've seen success in both ways, but I'll, so I'll say this. There was a point where I was like shooting so much stuff during like, and I had class and stuff and I'd be missing class. And I told my mom, I was like, I don't even need to finish school. Like I'm doing what I already came to school to do. And I was already so close to finishing. She was just like, just finished out. And I was like, okay. You got your bachelor's, yeah, right? Yeah, I was already in my senior year. And I was like, yeah, there's, I'm not going to drop out now. So I just finished it. But there's a lot of all, I will say, nine out of 10 kids from my grade and class of like that, that whole little section aren't doing anything like relating to yep. film right now. That's and usually I am. how it works. So it's like, just because you go to school does not mean you're going to be successful in film if you go to a film school. Like, yep. and I know plenty of people who didn't go to film school who work in the industry on the regular and, and are successful or at least work in the industry that may not be to like where they want to be. But so I don't think you need school at all to do anything related to film. Sure go if you want to like really hone in your skills and potentially meet and connect people. But I think it's also going to the right places. If you go to some random film school in the middle of Wisconsin, I, yeah, Wisconsin, <laughs> like that you're not going to meet the, the chance. I'm not going to say you're not going to the chances of you meeting someone who are really going to connect you in that world and, you know, and have a crazy successful career because you meet this right person or this person pretty slim like if you are gonna really want to go to film school find some school like in california where you could potentially like get connected with real people that bring you on to work and jobs because that's how tom ended up on like when i first moved to la i was doing all these music videos and tom was going to film school and he ended up on a film set that i was directing and he dp'd it and he was just like yo like you're directing music videos all the time right and he's like do you have like a dp and i was like no i just kind of do everything myself he's like hit me up whenever and i'll do it and Next thing you know, like he was just, he was my DP. That's and, awesome. and so he, you know, kind of found success in just meeting me and being in that film area and space and, and going to school there and meeting other film people. But had he been doing that in, yeah, the middle of Wisconsin or Iowa and some, you know, small college going to film class or school, like right. you can learn all that stuff now online. You can learn online. everything online. You can learn all that online. So the biggest takeaway you could get from school is like, probably the connections and yep. being in the right area of where that it'll like, you know, get you those connections. Right. I mean, so. I've had like probably 15 different employees for film and video edits, filming production. And I've seen no correlation to filming quality and a degree at all. Right. It's solely based off of hard work and yep. passion. The people that want to work the hardest and the people that are most passionate have a true love for well, film are going to be that you can learn anything online. Yeah, on, that's on where YouTube. that's where I learned where I learned my two most things is just learning on YouTube and then learning from just doing it, just and going out free. and yeah. And it's so, free. yeah, as opposed to spending, I mean, it depends where you go to school, yeah. but as opposed to spending 40, 50, $100,000 on school and being owing that back, like that's, you, could, you can yeah. invest that in equipment. You can invest yeah. that in yourself. You can, yeah. you know, invest that in just like saying, okay, I'm going to start my own business. And instead of paying, you know, $50,000 right. to go to school, I'm going to use this money for a living for the first two years of trying to start and grow right. my business. Right. You know? Because yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big proponent on 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 that. Like, if people tell me, "Do I need to go to school?" I'll say, like, "No, you don't, you don't have need to." to. Yeah. I mean, you if you can, want to, you yeah, know, yeah, go for it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you could just you can learn everything online and 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 just by going out and doing it and meeting the right people. I mean, because there's That's people the thing. there's people that, in my opinion, like 
will have way less skill than someone else, but are doing so much bigger things because they know the right yeah, the person. And it, so a lot of times it's just, it's just that just being active and, and, and being pursuing it and knowing the right people and getting connected and having some skill. I mean, you can't be like, not know how to work a camera, but exactly, you know, but that'll, that'll take you, I'll take you far, you know, as opposed to someone who literally, I mean, you could know everything in the world, but if you're not, if you sit in your house all day, yeah. it doesn't matter what you know, like you're not going to get work. You know what I mean? Like and you got to go. That goes for anything. Yeah. Too, anything. Know? Yeah. That, that for sure relates to, to anything, not just, not just film. So, okay. So yeah. for, for people outside of film, just doing absolutely anything as a, an entrepreneur, what's your biggest advice to them? Or if you could talk to your younger self, what would you say? The biggest advice to anyone Say that one more time. That's just an entrepreneur, whether they're trying to start a business or, you know, be a, a rapper or a YouTuber or doing anything as far yeah, as creative just, or entrepreneurship. One, I think it just goes back to going out there and just doing it, but just meeting so many people like that was, I feel like if there was one thing I could have even done better early on was just being much more of like a connective networking person like because i just know i've seen i've seen the jobs and opportunities people have got from just knowing so many people and being friends with so many people that you know other people don't have just because they they don't have that and like i think just by meeting the right like even like putting it into perspective even with the people renovating our yard right now so we are redoing our yard we posted it to facebook like turf going in today and you know how many comments came across who did your turf who did your turf who did your turf so by this guy just going out and he knew zach and zach referred him to me so i got him the 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 job to do our yard and then all of a sudden all these people want to know who's doing our yard and we posted about it and now he's got all but if he would have never met zach who would have he done a good job that led him to me and then he does the job for me that leads right. to like it's just, just it's one person all it takes one is, person yeah it's just connectivity man it's like a spider web and so i think the biggest thing is like just doing the work and just being as you know active you know in the world as you can meeting as many people talking yourself up like that's what chanel's dad is amazing at he's such a just like oh like, i'll talk to you whatever yeah, like yeah. grocery store meet this person i've been with him places where he just strikes up a conversation with someone out of nowhere and next thing you know you know he's talking about his barbecue and stuff and this person he's talking to owns a business is like oh we'll have to do a catering with you and yeah what's your content and then you know the i'm sure enough they do a catering for that company and just from that random little thing and so I think that's so important, but I think it's um, it's a tough skill to have too to be so just out yeah. there and, and personable. It's very and tough. It takes takes work, and a lot of people I think even more so nowadays are just with like social media and everything are much more like I guess reserved and no, it's harder to communicate with people because you're just always on the phone. So do do you believe yeah. in people having a plan B? For me, I didn't. You know what I mean. So I I don't. I don't think so. Cause I think if you have a plan B, you don't go full force into that one thing. I, I agree 100%. You know what I mean? Like if I would have always been like, Oh, like, okay, if it isn't film, you know, I'll have that. Like, it was just always for me, there was no question. Like I was going to make it in film. Like there was, so I just put everything into it and, and it worked out. But I think if you mentally tell yourself like, Oh, I have this other thing or, you know, you kind of, it's easy to fall back on something or not put yeah. your all into that one thing. So no option to fall back. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. I don't, I would have to say no plan B. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting yeah. married here in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you, sir. How you feel? Are you ready? 
I am very yeah. ready. I'm trying to have try to have little Jacob Owens is running. There around. you go. You got to have you know the futures of all these companies. I mean, yeah. you got to have like ten kids to run each yeah. one. I want a I want a boy first though. Yes, boy first. Absolutely. Then a girl. Chanel doesn't want a girl because she said she wants to be the only princess. So. Oh so. wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I want to, I want a boy because Chanel's boys or, uh, Chanel's sister's boys. Like I love all of them. They're like my little, dude, little they're so homies. much fun. Yeah. Like, so, uh, miles is 15 months old, just barely over a year. And I was like, you know, I'll be able to have fun with them when he's like three or four right. or five. Dude, as soon as he's like six months, he's like, yeah freaking awesome can, like <laughs> the kids can do so much more yeah. than you realize like no he's 100%. one year old and i play basketball with him every morning well i guess the That's little crazy. tykes hoop yeah but like but he's still playing he's like slam dunking and Dude, trying to dribble and shit we were just playing super smash bros at her um brother-in-law's house and all three of them were playing and remy's like two and a half and he beat all of us he know and like i was one-on-one -on -one with him at the end Dude. and he just hit me with this little move it's <laughs> sent me off and i was like what kids, the hell kids it was these two days and a half crazy i was like, blown dude, away miles will take the remote and he'll put on netflix and put on his shows he's like one years old it's crazy it's weird yeah it's really weird it's yeah times <laughs> man but no wild so how long have you and chanel been dating for she's she's amazing by the way me, me and kelly love her yeah. she's just a great girl just a class act <laughs> she'll be happy to hear that uh five five years 2015 nice. is when we started dating she slid into my, my Instagram. Okay. No, no. I just noticed <laughs> I just noticed she was liking things. And I was yeah. like, okay. I was like, so I messaged her. So she likes to tell people I slid into her DMs. But the only reason the but the only reason I did is because I noticed the activity on my page. <laughs> I was like, I noticed she liked She left everything. you no so, choice. Yes. So that's how but we grew up knowing each other. She went to the same school I went to. She was in my brother's grade. She was a grade below me. And so we kind of were in similar circles in a way. I mean, we never had right. spoken to each other, hung out or anything, but we knew of each other and each other's families. So nice. it wasn't like some random. That makes it easier for sure. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't some random thing. So, so. I, got, I got two more questions for you. Number right. one, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? How, how I, old are you right now? 30. 30. Where do you see yourself at 40? At 40, definitely want to have a, like a movie hit the big screen. Like if I can have a movie hit the big screen. Have you done movies? I've sh no, I've done like short films and stuff. I've shot like TV shows and like doc mini docs and like ESPN thirty for thirty and stuff. Oh, that's which sick. is technically which one a, did you do? I did the uh, Chuck and Tito, which is like the UFC. Um, okay. Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz. That um because they had out. a huge rivalry, and so I was the second unit uh dp for all of like tito's stuff so wow. it was the training camp interviews and all the stuff following him and then the fight night and because they had their third fight because they had a pretty rivaled history in the ufc but anyways so i've like done stuff that and that technically is like a like an indie doc feature okay. but not anything that's but, like hollywood right big screen whatever but yeah it's on i think it's on espn 30 or um, you can get ESPN those on plus. Uh, ESPN Amazon plus. too. Yeah, you can yeah. buy them on Amazon. So that's on there. So ESPN 30 for 30, Chuck and Tito is on there. And okay. so I've done stuff like that, but nothing to the, yeah, the, but that would be the goal if I can do that and then have my other various companies full steam ahead run into do you, where. Do you see yourself retiring ever or are you just going to work till you there's, die? Dude, there's, I see, yeah, dude. <laughs> I have the that's same question for you. That's where I'm at. Because I'm like, like uh, I, I love, like literally, 
Chanel always makes fun of me. I pop up out of the bed in the morning so quick. Like I, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, boom, I'm up. And I, I like, I, I just am excited to. You're gonna work until you're dead. Yeah, I'm just gonna That's work. That's how I am. Yeah, Dude, so. I, I've already t- retired like three times. Yeah. After like the first day, I'm like, I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 tough because like someone, I feel like yeah, you're like a lot like me, like where you're just always creating and stuff. It's it's so impossible to want to just or. You want to sit still and be able to just enjoy things just or whatever, but you just, just can't, can't it's impossible. dude. It's so you're like your mind just has all these ideas and things you want to do, and it'll eat you up if you you don't do those things. So yeah. that's that's how I am. So I feel like I feel like that'll be me just working until I'm like I'll be Clint Eastwood. I don't know if you know. He's yeah. like oh, yeah. I know 90, him. still yeah. directing movies and He's beast, doing dude. stuff. So I just watched his movie the other night. Uh, was it Gran Turismo? Gran Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Yeah. Oh, Turismo. <laughs> Fucking, I'm going to get roasted for that one. <laughs> it was between those two. I'm like, Turismo. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's like a, a video game. That's no. like a race in Europe or some shit. That is a video that's game. That's the video game, that yeah. car video game. I yeah. used to play that when I was little. <laughs> okay, at least it's not some just random word. It was close. I mean, you got Grand, right? So, and the Turismo. Thank you, thank you. My last question. All right. All the jerseys in here, you see them all on the walls. Which one you, am I taking? You get to keep one. If you got to, I'm not okay. actually giving you anything. Okay. okay. No, no. no. <laughs> you get to that. keep one personally, okay. and you get to keep one solely for investment. If you and you sell it in 50 years, what two are you taking? I'm taking the Jordan personally. Okay. Just, I, Same. I That's Jordan. my my beloved piece right there. Investment wise. Um, probably James, but that one's. You said earlier that one wasn't as rare because of no. So. Well, I mean, um, investment. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be James. Yeah, the, yeah. You're, that's the best answer I've got on this show yeah. so far. Really? Yeah. What? Do, how did you not? How people have, you have taken that like for investment. People have taken like. I mean, it's the two obvious ones, right? Yeah. Like personal Jordan, Jordan, easy yeah. investment. Either Jordan or James, right? Only reason why I would take maybe James over Jordan for investment is because the price is lower now than than Jordan. The other alternative to investment would have to be, I feel like Kobe. Exactly. Right. Just because yeah. of what happened, yeah. and obviously one of the one of the goats. So, yeah. If you pick, like, has anyone picked Spud Webb? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're the first one to know who Spud Webb is. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I know who all these people I love are. Spud so. Webb. Yeah, there's not there's not one that you don't know. I'm not a big Chiefs fan, so I don't know the Barry. You know Eric one. Barry. I know the name, but it's he, not he, like he I had like, uh, like bad cancer and had to leave the oh, NFL that's right. and made I a comeback. That. Yeah, no, I mean outside of that, Hopkins is with the Cardinals now. Yep. Yeah, I know, I know all. Hell this, yeah, man. So, well, hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been great yeah, talking thanks. to you. Great hearing thanks about everything going on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, where can the people find you at? Um, I mean, I'm probably just most active on Instagram at Jacob Owens. Jacob is with a K. And yeah, you can just find me there. Say what's up. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the Man Cave channel. Um, Check out the hoodies. Go ahead and cop one. Carhartt Man Cave collab. We got some new merch coming out. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, We are also now on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much everywhere. You can take a listen, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Dude, thanks for coming on. That was awesome. Love it.